How about those Rogers Mounties? Rogers with a huge win at Fort Smith Southside to open 70 West Conference play. Can the Mounties do it again this week at Fayetteville in another conference showdown of undefeated teams? We discuss this and much, much more on this week's Prep Rally. You're listening to the Prep Rally Podcast. Now here's your host, Graham Thomas. Welcome to the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn. I'm Graham Thomas. He's Rick Fires. We're with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Leland Barclay joins us in the River Valley, and we're moving into the second week of 7A West Conference play, guys. It was a fun week last week. Let's jump right into it, Leland. Uh, you were down at uh, Jim Rowland Stadium for Fort Smith Southside and Rogers, uh, two undefeated teams uh, opening up conference play. And Leland, the floor is yours, sir. You know, not not a lot of times do games that are hyped up so much live up to uh, the hype and the expectations. Uh, Rogers' forty-four to thirty-eight win over Southside on Friday night certainly lived up to all of them. Uh, Rogers never trailed in the game, and they led ten to nothing, seventeen to seven in the first half, and and seventeen to ten at the half. They went up 24 to 10 early in the second quarter, took the first possession of the third quarter and scored, go up 24 to 10. Southside comes back and ties the game at 24-24. Rogers scores on two straight possessions to start off the fourth quarter to go up 38 to 24. Southside comes back and ties it at 38-38 with just a little over a minute to go. The place is just rocking on both sides. And then uh, first play, the kickoff, Southside's kickoff went out of bounds, so Rogers took over at the, their own 35. And Dane Williams, uh, Rogers' senior quarterback, hit Jeff Regan on a little screen pass to the left side, and he went down the sideline 65 yards for a touchdown. And then Rogers' defense held um, Southside on downs on four straight incomplete passes. And uh, I guess you could say escaped with a forty-four to thirty-eight win in the conference opener for both teams. Man, that's that's awesome! Like just you know, really uh, sounds like a real a couple of gutsy rallies <clears throat> by Southside, and you know, for Rogers to to kind of absorb the blows and then still have enough in the tank to to go score again says a lot about the Mounties. Um, you know, just just following it from afar. You know, you're just looking at that game like, wow, what a what a great ball game, uh, Rick. Hey, um, let me say this. Um, I like to walk the sidelines. I'm not good about keeping stats and tweeting all that, but I love to see the energy. Man, these kids are having so much fun playing these games as opposed to 20, 30 years ago when you basically played in a phone booth, you did a pitch, you did a slant in. And uh, when I was talking to Chad Harbison about uh, Dane, who is our player of the week, now keep this man. He threw to seven different receivers and five of them scored touchdowns. And that's getting everybody involved. And, I mean, the game right now is, I mean, of course, I'd like to see, you know, some some defense, especially in the uh, – some teams scoring in the 70s. In the NFL, we saw that. But, man, these kids are having so much play, fun playing these games. It's fun for us. It's fun for the fans. So, uh, high school football, to me, right now, is kind of at its zenith. Hey, how about that Jeff Regan kid, too? You know, I – and talking with Coach Harbison early in the year, you know, he kind of confided me like he's gonna be a pretty good one. He's just a sophomore. Sophomore. Yeah, yeah. he's a, he's about five foot eight, 150, 60 pounds. He's not real big, 
But, you know, when Dane Williams went out of the ball game at Farmington the other week, Jeff Regan went in and played quarterback. And he's a he's a pretty good athlete. Wow. And, and at the time, Chad was like, well, I don't want to say a whole lot about him, but he's going to be really good. And, and, and you know, the kind of the thought was he was trying to keep him a little bit of a secret, but everybody knows about everybody him now. Everybody knows about him now. <laughs> he had – he had 10 catches for 244 yards in the course of the two, two touchdowns on Friday night. And I went back and looked, and the 244 receiving yards is second uh, for single game in school history. And, of course, Dane Williams was 26 of 44 for 480 yards passing, which is a school record for six touchdowns. And the, the ironic thing about it is, you know, I thought going into the game, if Rodgers had an advantage – it was because they could do both with Jacob Jenkins, who I think tied a school record last year in a game with a rushing performance. Uh, so I thought the advantage might go to Rodgers because they could do both really well, running the ball with Jenkins. And, of course, Isaac Chapman mm-hmm. is also a – he's a different dynamic at running back, but but he's a part of, big part of their offense too, running the ball. Uh, and then as well with Dane Williams being able to throw it. Well, Jenkins and Chapman combined for 35 yards on 15 carries, and both of them left the game with with injuries. And I think they'll be back this week. But uh, so really, the entire Rogers offense was uh, kind of put on Dane Williams' uh, shoulders. And so many times when a team gets ahead, you know, they kind of relax a little bit. Well, they just kept calling on him and kept calling mm-hmm. on him, and he had a huge second half. But 26 carries for 40 or 26 completions, 44 attempts. But, you know, his biggest play, the biggest play he made of the game may have been uh, with his feet. Rodgers took the second half kickoff and drove to Southside's 24-yard line and had third and six. Rodgers decided to go for it. He did a bootleg, gained 17 yards to the seven, and then threw a touchdown pass on the next play. So that mm-hmm. fourth down conversion on the opening series mm-hmm. of the second half that put South or Rogers up 24 to 10 was just a huge, huge play, and probably one that uh, um, probably only a senior quarterback would be able to make. Um, and of course, that was in addition to 480 yards passing and. And six touchdowns. Just a, a great performance uh, uh, by by Rogers' offense. Well, let's and let's hear a little bit about the Southside guys. I mean, you know, they they showed some guts in coming back, and they had some big numbers as well. What can you tell us about what the Mavericks did? <clears throat> you know, they kind of abandoned the run a little bit in the second half uh, when they got behind, but they were able to do that because even though they're a run-oriented team, and that's what they've done mostly this year. You know, Carter Zimmerman Zimmerman is a very capable passing quarterback as well. He's a super athlete. He starts on the baseball team, so he can throw the ball too. He ended up throwing for 270 yards and two touchdowns. Amari Tucker, 16 carries for 141 yards and a touchdown. Grayson York, seven catches for 101 yards. He had that big catch uh, late in the game that uh, got – Roger or got Southside down to the one yard line, and then Zimmerman carried it in on the next play to tie it at 38-38. So, yeah, it was a it was definitely a back and forth game. The teams combined for 500 or 997 yards of offense, 147 offensive plays in the game, 45 first downs. You know, I could just go on and on yeah. about uh, 
about the game. But, uh, you know, we, we had talked about how um, even though we knew it was going to be an offensive game between two very good offenses, that the defenses would make some stops too. There was a point in the game where both defenses made two consecutive defensive stops. So there was a point right. there where there were four consecutive defensive stops, two by each defense at some point. Well, it was funny when I was uh, watch, following the, the score at the game I was at, and you know, I saw at one point it was 17 to 10 at halftime. I was like, whoa, it's kind of a defensive struggle a little bit. And then I get the final result. I'm like, well, you know, that, that kind of – the offenses kind of did, uh, you know, take over uh, when it was all said and done. We'll talk more about, you know, what both of those two teams are facing this week here in a little bit. We're going to move on to another game, uh, Fayetteville-Bentonville West. Henry Apple was at that game, and, uh, you know, we uh, – I think all of us kind of thought Fayetteville might have the advantage there with their offense and Drake Lindsey and his receivers and those guys – you know, Fayetteville rolls to a big win over Bentonville West. Jason Delamar with a huge night receiving wise, five touchdown catches. Rick, yeah. what do you, uh, you know, you were kind of, uh, you know, uh, looking at that one in in, in more depth uh, earlier this week. Yeah, he's he's a good athlete. Um, he he uh, played some football last year, and he's a great uh, baseball player. And every year it seems like, oh man. Um, Fable just lost this guy to the Razorback. Fable lost that guy. Who's going to step up and take their place? And here he comes, Delamar, who's a junior, I think. <clears throat> and um, he could have been easily, he could have been our, um, I considered him for player of the week. But, man, you had to go with uh, Dane Williams in the biggest game of the night. But, man, I, I really look forward to seeing Fable uh, as they go on. I know they got a big game against Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, you know, Drake Lindsay had a big night as well, yes. and, and Fayetteville Fayetteville rolled. Bentonville uh, snapped their two-game losing streak with a 73 to 39 win against Harbor. Um, that one had some wild some wild plays going on in it as well. Um, Har- Harbor did something I don't know that I've ever seen before. Um, so Bentonville had fourth down and one, I believe, on like their own 37-yard line. It, 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 I don't have it right here in front of me about. It was a fourth and short, and, you know, they were trying to kind of put the game away. They're up 35-14, and um, there was, a, there was a, a, a botched play, basically, on fourth and one, and Carter and I ended up getting sacked for about a six-yard loss. Harbor takes over and scores on the next play and then gets an onside kick and then scores again. Wow. In a matter of eight seconds, they scored 13 points, and all of a sudden we got a ball game at 35-27, yeah. Bentonville comes out the second. Well, actually, Bentonville went and, and kicked a field goal to um, to get a little momentum back and go up eleven and a half, and then rolled them, rolled the Wildcats in the, the third quarter, scoring twenty eight straight points, and it kind of got away from uh, Harbor at that point. But my takeaways from that one were basically uh, Harbor could score some points. I mean, they've got they've got an offense. Uh, they got some work to do on defense to be yeah. able to, you know, you just don't give up 73 a lot That's of times. It's been their but, issues the last couple of years. Um, you know, Bentonville kind of, they got rolling and it got better a little bit. Um, and they'll host uh, Southside this week in the game that we'll talk about here in a little bit. Uh, Springdale High gets a 28-20 win over Rogers Heritage. And, uh, you know, any 7A West Conference game is a big win. The Bulldogs did it on the road at <clears throat> David Gates Stadium in Rogers. 
Um, Rick, I know you you talked to the Springdale folks after that one, didn't you? Yeah, and, and here's, here's the important thing is, and people say, oh, they, they both have losing records. What's a big deal? No, when, you, when two teams are left out of the um, uh, playoffs, that's a huge uh, win for Springdale. So they get the leg up on Heritage. Now, Heritage's got a, uh, they got a big fight ahead of them to trying to get in the playoff, but there was a good win for Springdale. Um, the quarterback. Um, Pounders, right? Pounders, yeah. Uh, three touchdowns. Uh, they're still running the ball. It was a pretty close game, 28-20. Uh, just a really nice win for them. And now Springdale will uh, be back at home on Friday and got a chance to go 2-0 and in conference. Yep. Uh, you know, Rick, you were at uh, the, the game. We're going to move into the 5A West here. You were at uh, Pea Ridge and at Prairie Grove. And, you know, to everybody, well, to my surprise, maybe, but not certainly not to the Blackhawks' surprise, uh, Pea Ridge, the big win at Prairie Grove. Uh, the, you know, that's stunning to me. Again, I think I've said it three or four times. I saw Pea Ridge in a preseason scrimmage against Elkins, and I know how good Elkins is, and Pea Ridge didn't look good at all. Hey, but Bray Cook and his staff went back to work, um, and they're undefeated, and they start off. And to go to Prairie Grove, uh, Prairie Grove with Danny Absher, they've been yeah. one of the most solid programs um, the last 30 years in high school football. But P. Ridge took it to them and just didn't let up on them. Uh, uh, Seth Foster, uh, 200 yards rushing. But quarterback did a good job, and they forced uh, four turnovers by – uh, Prairie Grove. So going over there and win at Prairie Grove, uh, if there was a surprise team right now to me, it's the P. Ridge Blackhawks. They've already got yep. four wins. They had three wins last year. Yep. Uh, another good game in the 5A West was Farmington rallying late to beat Harrison. Um, you know, there was a big interception there late. There were a, big, a couple of big touchdown passes by Aiden Lester late. Um, you know, Again, the 5A West, just, I mean, it's just like the 7A West. It's a tough league. Love that conference. Yeah, it's a tough One league. One of my favorites. And uh, there'll be some more big games in that conference um, this week, too. Uh, we're going to move it down into the – or move it over to the 6A West. We're going to talk briefly about this one. Do you guys see what Little Rock Christian did to Pulaski Academy? You talk about years and years of payback. That was it. Absolutely. I think it was the first mercy rule lost by P.A., since 2008. Whew. Man. It, uh, you know, I, got my and I, I, count. I think that just shows how good Little Rock yeah. Christian is. Walker White, I think, threw three touchdown passes and ran for two. Yeah, yeah I guarantee you, I saw Auburn play on Saturday. They could use Walker White right now. <laughs> they got quarterback <laughs> issues. Well, not only does it say how good Little Rock Christian is, I think it also gives – an idea of how good Shiloh Christian is when they're healthy because they went down and manhandled Little Rock Christian at Little Rock Christian. Yep. So, I mean, so so what this means for the 6A West, I mean, not our boy Tim Terry down in Greenwood, he's already looking at that Greenwood-Little Rock Christian matchup, I think, in Week 10. He's excited. So, um, But I I don't think PA is done yet. We'll, we'll, we'll see how no. they bounce back. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not every day, like you said, they get mercy ruled. So, uh, you know, Greenwood, they get a big win at Van Buren. Um, pretty typical. They they scored a lot of points. Defense seems like they played well. So, uh, again, uh, we we just move right along here in that 6A West Conference. You know, but everything is kind of pointing to that Little Rock Christian Greenwood showdown. Um, Leland? 
Yeah, I'm not. I need to find out what the seating capacity is at Greenwood because that's going to be a week 10 mm-hmm. game. So the buildup um, now, Greenwood still has to go to Pulaski Academy. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I don't think the Bruins are uh, ready to, you know, just roll over and, you know, play dead at this point. So that's going to be a big game. But once Greenwood gets past that one, uh, which is week eight, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'll be uh, the the let the hype begin. Yep. So uh, that kind of moves us into this week's games, and so there's there's a few we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. um, and we'll we'll start once again the seven A West, and like we said in the opening, you know, can Rogers go on the road and win another big seven A West conference game in a battle of unbeaten teams? Now. Um, you know, I don't want to say it's a it's a tougher matchup this week, more of a different matchup. Uh, Fayin, playing at Fayetteville is a different animal, I think, than playing what Southside does. Um, and playing at Fayetteville is just just a little bit different. So, um, and what you have here too is you have a, a you know a long rivalry, Rogers and Fayetteville. Rogers beat Fayetteville last year for the first time since two thousand and six. They beat Fayetteville twice in 2006, if my memory uh, is correct, on their way to the state championship game. Had not beaten them at all since then, until last year when they won. Now, I covered that game last year. And Fayetteville, they're just going to be a key for Fayetteville, as much as we love uh, uh, enjoy watching uh, Drake Lindsey throw it all over the field. Fayetteville could have won that game last year had they had a competent running game. They were ahead. It, it, it was like late in the game, maybe four minutes to go in the game and everything, and Favor had the ball. If they'd picked up two first downs, they could have milked the clock, but they couldn't do it. And then Rodgers got the ball back and 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 and, and, and won it. So uh, the running game for, you know, hopefully Jenkins is back and Chapman is back. They got their full arsenal. And Fable's uh, really, really going to have to run the ball at some point against Rodgers. Yeah, it probably will. In a, in a battle of two teams who can really throw the ball well, it might just come down to running game and special teams. Uh, yeah, Leland, I don't know what. What are your thoughts on the Mounties at the Purple Dogs? Well, I tell you, the um, you know Friday night when Southside tied it, and I looked to see how much time was left because I had watched the Rogers kicker, and even though he didn't miss the final um, extra point. I was watching him warm up and then watching him kick extra points. And JT Miller has a leg. I thought, you know, there's plenty of time for Rodgers. So they have a very good kicker. And I know Fayetteville does too, but I i don't know who's covering that game Friday night. I will be there. Well, uh, like I said, Dane Williams threw 44 passes for 480 yards and six touchdowns on Friday. Drake Lindsey threw 39 passes and threw for 413 yards and six touchdowns on Friday night. Your deadline's so, 930. <laughs> I was going to say the uh, you might want to, um, you know, check the deadline and just prepare them uh, that you may not meet it Friday night. I'll have to, I'll have to get on the horn with our, with our desk <laughs> and let them know I might be a little bit late. Uh, another game we're going to be covering this week will be Southside at Bentonville. And, you know, Southside, what, it's going to be interesting to see how the Mavericks respond with a little bit of adversity. It's not not something they've had to face yet this year, and they're playing a, you know, a, go, a good Bentonville team. Well, a very good Bentonville team. Uh, still, I think, the favorite to win the conference just yeah. because of, you know, everything. Um, 
73 to 39, um, you know, the just an unbelievable offensive performance. But, you know, they also – another kickoff return by C.J. Brown on yeah. Friday night, and then they got an interception return for a touchdown. So it'll be a big test for Southside. And, you know, coaches always say – because that was such an emotional game for the Mavericks on Friday night. They always say, don't let that be two losses. Mm-hmm. So they've got to put that one behind them and play – you know, first they've got Bentonville, and then after that they got Fayetteville. So this is just a brutal three-game stretch. And like you know, Coach Dameron said, you know that uh, you know they're going to find out a lot about themselves during these three weeks. That is true. Uh, the other two games in the Seven West Conference, Bentonville West will try to bounce back against Springdale, where we just had a big win at Heritage, and then <clears throat> you know Springdale Harbor at Rogers Heritage. Those are two, two you know. Harbor is still looking for its first win. Heritage is one and three, neither of one, you know, or they're both zero and one in conference play. And you know, one of these, all the, these four teams, these these other four uh, teams in these two games that we just mentioned here, West Harbor and Springdale Heritage. You know, I think we kind of, you know, unofficially kind of rank those as the the teams that are in the bottom four right now of of way we see it playing out in the conference. So these are very important games, Rick. Yeah. Uh, last few years, I always thought uh, there's a big gap between the top four and the top, you know, the bottom four and the 7A West. And for these teams right here, you know, we're focusing on the favorable games. For these kids right here and these coaches, they want these teams to get in the playoff. These games, these early games right here are huge. So you can get a, a leg up on the competition. And what's it going to take? Two or three wins to, uh, in conference and get in the playoffs. So that that is very important game. It won't make the headline, but uh, we mm. still need to check those scores out and those results because uh, that'll go a long way to seeding at the end of the year. Uh, you know, so uh, Leland, you're going to be at Fort Smith Northside this week. They're going to welcome Little Rock Central, and we'll see if the the Grizzly Bears can kind of get get the ship right a little bit. Another good game down the River Valley this week should be Greenbrier at Greenwood. Greenbrier has been very surprising so far. Yeah, they've, you know, Randy Tribble does such a great job down there. This is their final year in Class 6A. They'll move back to the, probably the 5A West uh, next year. Uh, But, you know, they play two quarterbacks and they put up big points too. So that, uh, We'll see if the Greenwood defense uh, can stop another high-powered uh, offense this week. And another good uh, good game that I think you know has all the makings of a brawl is uh, Farmington and Alma. I could just see you know three yards and a cloud of dust between those two teams. So, uh, but that's a huge game in the five A West. Both of them are one and zero, and you know looking to uh, make some noise down there in that conference. You know, I always love looking at different conferences and see, you know, the 4A or the 4A7 is one of those that's always worth keeping an eye on with Arkadelphia and Nashville and, and Malvern. And the 3A1 is another one here in the River Valley that we love looking at. And it's got, you know, Greenland and uh, West Fork from up there, Berryville. Uh, I mean, um, West Fork. So, you know, that's another conference that's great to look at. But to, to me, this year, the 5A West is the one that is going to be just wild and big games every week. I went down and talked to uh, Coach Rusty Bush at Alma yesterday uh, and got some comments from him about that game coming up on Friday night. 
and he has already it's only it's just now the end of September but he has already pulled out the words playoff implications oh, wow. already wow. already already yeah <laughs> so that tells you what a big game it is and it's it's odd because um there's three of those teams that can move to 2 and 0 oh in the conference this week uh, Farmington and Alma's, um, you know, two teams that won last week. So only one of them is going to turn to two and zero, oh. and and you know, in that conference in five A, which is the purest playoff bracket of all the classifications, mm-hmm. only four of eight teams go. Right, and that's why he's able to already pull out the the you know the phrase playoff yeah. implication. Here's here's another one in that conference I'm looking at. Hey, how about a how about a bounce back? Prairie Grove on the road at Harrison. That's not an easy place to play, but I, I guarantee you Prairie Grove is getting after it this week. I know they didn't play well against Pea Ridge, but they'll they'll have something they'll have something ready for Harrison. I, during my younger days, I used to gamble a little bit, just a, a Dr Pepper or a root beer or something, and I always enjoyed a good team that gets manhandled, gets embarrassed. They will inevitably bounce back the next week. I could always count on that. A, a good team that really gets uh, like PA. Watch PA. I don't even I don't even yeah, know who they're playing this uh, next uh, this week. But watch them bounce back. And I expect Prairie Grove too. They got to tweak some things and 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 get back in sync on offense. But yeah, I really expect Prairie Grove to have a good game. Well, I, I'm not saying they're going to go over to Harrison and win. I'm just saying. Watch out. <laughs> yeah, that's what so, I'm saying. I'm with you. How about the 4A1? 1-1, one, one, you know, it looks like a lot of these games might end up being um, some blowout games just on paper. But I'm looking at this Gravit at Lincoln game and thinking that's a pretty big game. Really for Lincoln more than anything, uh, Lincoln's wanting to, to really make some noise in that conference. This is the game they need to win. Absolutely. But, you know, Gravit's no pushover. No. Gravit's, Gravit's go. Uh, they they're really coming on, and as far as small schools, that's one of the better games in our area. I, I, I I'm sure of it. Link, uh, well, Link- and you know Lincoln's got that you know got a veteran quarterback, a senior yeah. Drew Moore, who has put up monster numbers. I think he's getting close to six thousand career passing yards. So having a senior quarterback, and that's what P Ridge has yeah. is a veteran senior quarterback. And boy, the the value of of having one of those type guys is just um, is big, especially in high school. High school having a senior quarterback. Leland, was there any, was there anything out of the three A one that you were looking at this week that was kind of catching your eye? Looks like uh, oh, that's that's four of my five that we'll go over <laughs> later. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we will go over our top five of the week. And you are watching Prep Rally. If you're enjoying this podcast, consider a newspaper subscription to the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette or the River Valley Democrat Gazette. We have a special offer for our podcast listeners, so visit nwaonline.com slash podcast23 to get started. You can also click the subscribe button on our websites, nwaonline.com and rivervalleydemocratgazette.com, or call us at 479-684-5509 and be sure to say that you're a podcast listener. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn. Graham Thomas here with Rick Fires and Leland Barclay in the River Valley. And gentlemen, we're going to get into our top five of the week. Rick Fires, you're up first, sir. 
All right, everybody knows the big game was that down at Southside. I'm going to leave that to Leland. He was there. He knows all about it. I'm going Fayetteville. Uh, just keeps rolling along. They won 56-21 over at Wed Jason Delamar. Huge game. Uh, nine reset, 205, five touchdowns. Drake Lindsey passed about 400, six touchdowns again. Their passing offense is just tremendous. Bentonville, which lost his you know, first two games at home, they got back on track in a big way. 73-30 over spring to Harvard, Carter Nye. Uh, what a balanced offense, uh, 200 yards passing. Jason Gilmore, loved watching that little guy mm -hmm. run, 132 yards, three touchdowns, only seven carries. Yeah. Uh, let's jump down to the central. It started conference play, uh, started about expected down there at Conway, 56 to nothing over uh, Little Rock Southwest. They led 35 to nothing after one quarter, so they just breezed. Uh, Bryant, 48 to seven over Northside, which you know, kind of continues to struggle, and hopefully, you know, they can bounce back, get a win against Central. Uh, back up here, Springdale Bulldog, talk about bounce back. Uh, uh, they got a 28-20 win over Heritage, huge win for them. They're one and on conference. And this game, you're gonna, they're going to think about this game when it comes down the stretch and everybody's trying to get at the lower end of the state playoff. Uh, they were the great win for the Bulldogs. It doesn't look, you know, it's not going to make uh, screaming headlines, but they were the huge win for them. Quarterback Jake Pounder, uh, Jack Pounder, they're, they're running the football really well. He had three rushing touchdowns. Got to talk about tennis, 6A West Conference uh, yep. tennis tournament at Harbor. Uh, went first round action Wednesday. Uh, the final round on Thursday. I have the pleasure of being there. Uh, then the state tournament's at Heritage. Uh, the favorable uh, October 9th, I think, a week or two after that. Favorite boys defending state champion, Bentonville girls defending state champion, but I covered the tennis meet the other day, and Rogers beat Bentonville 5-4 in a dual meet, so that's going to be interesting to watch right there. All right, man. It, man, it just kind of speaks. There's a lot going on this week. We're going to get into some more of that. Um, so uh, 6A and below, uh, how about this? How about sophomore Talon Williams at Gentry, 403 passing yards, uh, Pioneers with 576 yards of offense and a big win, uh, 4A1 conference win over Huntsville. That's number one for me. I'm going to add into that with the Gentry offense. How about Addie Taylor, man, when being a team player? Yes. He has moved from quarterback. He does a little running back, a little receiver, a little bit of everything. Uh, the running back, Caden Coons, and wide receiver Dylan Owens, you know, they had big offensive nights. And, you know, you got to credit that Gentry offensive line. They're big. And they, they're uh, doing good things over there on offense for sure. Uh, I'm looking at uh, number two. I'm looking at the Lincoln Wolves with a big game against Gravit this week. They're 4-0. Um, got them a, uh, jumped out to a big lead against a, a Green Forest team that won two straight games. And so that's a big win for Lincoln. Um, you know, the Farmington Cardinals, man, they just, yep. you know, the cardiac kids, they're yep. not going to, you know, they, they've had some adversity and they're starting to fight through it with uh, rallying for a, a 5A West win against Harrison. You know, you got a lot of heroes in that game. Dawson Keaton caught the game-winning touchdown pass from Aiden Lester. Aiken Johnson had a big touchdown catch. Morgan Schrader had a big interception. Uh, Cardinals, you know, figuring out late. P. Ridge Blackhawks, we've, we've spent half the yep. show talking about P. Ridge, but Bray Cook has done a great job with that team. Uh, you knew he was going to, you know, Bray Cook's you know, 
played big time football before. Yep. He knows where what it takes. And uh, you know, how about Seth Foster, two hundred yards, four touchdowns? That's just really impressive. You know, and I love watching him run. He's a little guy, and he twists and turns. He's yeah. not like a, a speed guy that runs over everybody. But you look and say, you think he's going to be a six yard run and a twenty six. Uh, and then finally, you know, I'm going to a little note about the state golf tournament starting today all over the state. But here in uh, Northwest Arkansas, we've got the Class Six A girls over at Springdale Country Club, and as soon as we get done here, I'm heading out there. So, Leland, what you got? Well, I'm going to keep, uh, you know, it, I'm going to kind of group four of these together because it's all in the 3A1, but Charleston, Boonville, Mansfield, and Lavaca all won their 3A1 conference openers on Friday night by a combined 184 to 31. Wow. Now, I know it's just the first week of the season, uh, but it certainly looks like those four are um, certainly the the cream of the crop right now. Charleston won fifty-one to nine over Greenland, which was really, um, you know, they started off zero and three in non-conference play. Mm-hmm. So they, I think, they were very glad to get back into conference play, and uh, they scored four touchdowns and added a safety in the first quarter for a thirty to nothing lead. Boonville defeated Hackett 46 to 14 and and uh, racked up 422 yards on the ground plus they got a defensive score for a touchdown. Bansfield defeated West Fork 38 to 8 um on Friday night. Uh Daniel Burton ran for 182 yards and three touchdowns including a 67-yard touchdown run that capped a 27 to nothing first quarter lead so another big first quarter for uh for one of the 3a1 teams and then lavaca won 49 to nothing over cedarville so all four of those teams very impressive there's some showdowns coming there i mean there's 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 some showdowns coming there in that conference absolutely and i'm not gonna write off greenland hackett west fork or cedarville yet it's way too early uh because you know you got to think that one of those teams, maybe Hackett, because they're very good offensively. Uh, they have a senior quarterback, Cole Ketchum, and one of the best receivers in the area, Bryson Hamilton, who's a junior. So, you know, maybe they'll be the one that kind of maybe upsets the Apicard a little bit. Number five is Ozark, going back to that 4A1. And we've talked about Elkins and Ozark all year, but you're right. Gentry may be one of those teams that, uh, kind of uh creeps uh creeps into that that mix too into that conversation. Ozark beat Berryville 50 to 14 Friday night. Ozark led 50 to nothing at the half. Ooh. Gavin Gilbreth um has been taking on an extra kind of an added role on the offense and he scored he ran for three touchdowns on Friday night. But he's the he's the ringleader of their defense uh and has been for two years. He had five tackles, a sack a safety and forced a fumble on Friday night. Wow, that's a that's a good that's day at cool the office. Night, yeah. All right. Well, um, folks, that is that wraps us up for this week with the Prep Rally podcast. You can listen to Prep Rally at nwaonline.com or watch it on YouTube, and you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again to our sponsor, West Termite Pest and Lawn. 
And be sure and check out Prep Rally Live later this week where Rick Fires and I will surely give the wrong picks to whatever games we're picking because yep. that seems to be what we're doing Rough here lately. Start. Yep. And, uh, guys, it's, it's, you know, it's fun. It's, we're, we're really playing for keeps now. And so these, um, these games are just getting more and more important as we go as the weather gets cooler and the leaves start turning. So yep. it's fall yep. in northwest Arkansas in the River Valley. For Rick Fires and Leland Barclay, I'm Graham Thomas. Thank you for watching Prep Rally. The proceeding has been a production of Prep Rally Podcasts. Find us on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and more. And be sure to follow our hosts on social media.